When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily. Available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Arizona from the 20-yard line. What's coming, Matthews. Palmer stepping away at first. Palmer extending the play. Crosses the field. Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald is going to take it into Green Bay territory. Larry Fitzgerald inside the 30. The 20. Larry Fitzgerald is insane to the 40-yard line. As great as it was by Fitzgerald, it may be better by Carson Palmer. Watch this. Escape somehow finds Fitzgerald across the field to set this entire thing up. Much tighter formation this time out of the shotgun. Brown is the motion man. Little flip to Fitzgerald. He scores! And the Cardinals win an amazing game. All right, we are back here on Purple Daily. And if you couldn't guess who our next guest is going to be, <laughs> I am, uh, I'm going to pass the ball over and let you play host for a second, Alex Boone, so you can welcome in our next guest to the show. Go ahead, sir. I love it, and i got to introduce this guy just because 14 years in the NFL, over 46,000 yards, 294 touchdowns, three Pro Bowls, a Heisman, and just got inducted into the ring of honor and the toughest quarterback to wear cleats, Carson Palmer. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, Booner. It's good to talk to you, man. It's been a while. It's been way too long, man. It's great to hear your voice. Um, Car- Carson, uh, I think uh, we, we want to start out with a couple of questions about the NFL now, and then I want you guys to get into some of your uh, career and also what it's like to play with Alex Boone. It's weird to work with him on the radio. I cannot imagine in an NFL locker room all the time. Um, uh, l- let me start out, Carson. I want to tell you that the thing that I respect about your career the most is your resilience. I mean, the number of injuries you came back from to continue to have winning seasons and go to Pro Bowls, um, far apart, actually, with your Pro Bowls. It was uh, incredible to me. And I-, and I wonder about when you look at someone like Kirk Cousins and see a guy who gets criticized a lot and and he's struggling to make the playoffs, and he's got the contract and everything else. How is it that you shut out all the noise when you have that type of pressure on you as a quarterback? Well, it's, it's one of those things that you hear guys say all the time that they don't, they don't hear it. It's just it's impossible not to hear it, right? I mean, it's, it's everywhere, especially during the football season. With all the different media outlets, you, you can't be completely unaffected by it. So there, there's a little bit, um, there's, there's a little bit of an effect it can have on you if you're good at blocking it out. If you're not good at blocking it out, 
then you just don't make it, and and you don't play as long as Kirk Cousins has has been playing. So he's obviously, um, you know, he's done a good job of not listening to all that noise and just trying to focus on his job. But the guys that that can't take the criticism or um, it affects them too much just don't end up making it very long. Carson, do you think he values the O-line more or the run game? What do you think when it comes to Kirk? What's going to help him out the most, and what's going to help him get this team to the playoffs? Well, I think one of the things Kirk does uh, really as good as, as any any quarterback in the league is his play-action game is really, really good. When he can go through a long play-action, take a big seven-step drop, and, and hit the ball that, that he hit to, to uh, Stephon Diggs last week, um, when he has a chance to step into throws, especially in the play-action game, he does a really, really good job. I think one of the things that's, that's been hard for him is when he can't step into throws, whether it's a five-step drop, a three-step drop, or a long seven-step drop. When he has to shuffle his feet and move in the pocket and can't get everything on the ball that he wants to get because he can't really step into the throw and transfer his weight and transfer his energy and, and create velocity on the football, I, I think that's where he's struggled. And, um, I know there's been a handful of injuries there up front. He's he's one of those quarterbacks. You know, he's he's not going to beat you with his legs. He can beat you with his deep ball. He can beat you with his accuracy underneath. But when he doesn't have a chance to to get to the top of his drop and step up in the pocket and work towards his target, he he hasn't been very successful. Carson, what is it about? We were just talking about this about the the play action game that is so effective because I I was looking up some stats just for Alex. He's always got stats requests. Um, that, oh, uh, <laughs> Hate him. <laughs> that uh, well, Kirk Cousins' percentage of dropbacks where they're using play action has gone up by twelve percent, which is a huge gain this year. And I think that we're seeing um, the impact of that. So, from a quarterback's perspective, why does that help so much to have play action in the bootlegs to be able to work the ball downfield? Well, it draws that underneath it. It draws all the linebackers up. They've got to come up and, and get ready to play the run. Uh, in order to do that, you know, before you say that, you've got to be effective running the football and and with the running game that they've they've had early, they've had some really big explosive runs that defenses really just kind of break their backs when when you have a you know a sixty and a fifty yard run that they've been able to rip off. But it, once you start going play action, it draws everybody up closer. It makes those safeties stare in the backfield for just a half a second and not backpedal and get depth. But it makes them think, you know, I might have to drive and run towards the line of scrimmage in case it's a run. And that's where you're getting those big, long touchdown passes like Stefan's that we talked about earlier. So Kirk's obviously taking a lot of criticism, and there's a lot of criticism going around the league right now. I mean, I'm even looking in Cleveland, because I'm from Carson. You know that. I'm from Cleveland. and I First love- time you've ever mentioned it on the show, Alex. Uh, what can I say? I love Baker, but he's taking a lot of criticism. Do you think that these guys are taking too much heat for this team's performance? No, it's, it's just part of the deal. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, um, but... You know, as we said, there's so many different media outlets and Instagram and Twitter, you know, conversations, and there's there's just so much free time that that people are spending, you know, on, on Instagram and 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 at all these different outlets. So, you know, if you're not winning, it's really easy to point the finger at the coach or point the finger at the offensive line or the quarterback or the defense. Um, and I think just in today's world, with with the, all all the access that fans have to to the players. That's just the new norm. It, it is. If you're winning, everything's great, and everybody's the best player in the world. And if you're losing, everybody's overpaid, and they stink, and they need to find a new quarterback. That's just the world that, that the NFL plays in now. 
How, what, what was your approach, um, Carson, to handling things like uh, the media at the podium each week? Because, you know, Baker Mayfield has had a few moments where it seems like um, people from the outside have been able to get to him. Specifically, Rex Ryan made a few comments, and then Baker had to shoot back. Or Colin Coward makes a few comments, and he feels like he's got to shoot back at the podium. And sometimes we've even talked about Cousins, where he would go up after games and say, well, you know, if we had that block at the right whatever, then this would have gone differently, kind of throwing guys under the bus accidentally, I think. Not necessarily on purpose, but it seems like it's really hard when all of your words are going to be picked apart each week by the entire media. Well, you open yourself up to that. I mean, when you do call out guys or talk about the refs or um, have excuses or start getting in conversations with, you know, Colin Coward's one of the biggest names in in the radio world and, and once you start those kind of feuds and those Twitter battles, you're opening yourself up to more criticism. So, um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's the landscape of the NFL. Everybody's criticized and given too much, too much respect and too much love when they win. Um, but once you, start, once you start talking trash back and forth to guys that you know, sit in front of a microphone all day and have thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers – once you start that game, it's, it's tough to get back from that. I mean, the only thing you can do to get out of that hole is just win every single game from there on out, which is I don't, pretty hard. I don't think anything could have ever phased Carson. Did you see what he had to wear to some of those games from the, from the, <laughs> yes. the games? And I got to know, Carson, who started that ball game that you guys played on Fridays? So I, I started that back in, in my years when I was playing in Cincinnati in, in your home state of Ohio. I'm not sure if anybody knows that, but <laughs> uh, back in the day, John Kitna, who who uh, was a quarterback on the team with me and a, and a good friend of mine, who's now actually Dak Prescott's quarterback coach with the Cowboys. Yep. He and I started doing. Uh, we we started throwing footballs at a, at the goalpost. We tried to hit the crossbar, and then it kind of it got a, you know snowball effect and turned out to be these really cool trash cans they built that could you know articulate and angle and, and raise uh, you know to different levels from four feet high to ten feet high. And we, we really created a fun game out of it and a great way to compete during the week. The number of contraptions that NFL teams have is amazing. Like the Vikings, <laughs> they have these donuts that they're rolling around and having guys try to cut block donuts, and they've got a red ball they throw at people. It's amazing. Um, Car- Carson, something that Alex was talking to me off the air about with uh, playing with you, and, and you guys only played together for a short time, but he was really um, impressed with your poise when it came to big games and big situations and things like that, and we just played in the playoffs, and Alex said he felt like you were always in control of everything that was going on out there, and I, I, I'm always, I think, impressed, and we've talked about it with Teddy Bridgewater, with a quarterback that makes people better around him. Was that something that you learned as you went along or that you found was just um, a natural part of your game early on in playing football or did you develop that in some way no i mean i i guess maybe just kind of personality wise i'm just kind of go with the flow and and when things are good and hot don't make too big of a deal and when things are really bad don't make too big of a deal um I, you know maybe it's something i learned at a at an early age that you got to kind of have an even keel um outlook on life and 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 personality especially in the locker room um so it's something it's something that kind of reflects just you know I, I don't get too strung up on on certain things and and don't get too down on myself at, at certain times, um, and it, you know fortunately it, uh, it worked out um, you know football wise that, that that's my, that my how my personality matched um, playing the quarterback position because I think it's important for quarterbacks 
you know, you see some quarterbacks that just get so riled up and so frustrated and so angry at certain guys or certain refs. You just gotta you gotta focus on the next play. As soon as you start dwelling on the the bad call that just happened or um, the bad throw you just made or you know a guy dropped the ball, missed a block, whatever it is. As soon as you start letting those little things affect you from previous plays, they affect the next play. And I think I learned that at an early age playing quarterback since I think I was probably eight or eight or nine, ten years old. Dude, it was you were infectious, especially in the locker room. The way you would just talk, and you'd be like, all right, guys, listen, we're good. We're going to come back to the G play. We're going to come back to the I, mean, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's so infectious. I love him. But listen, I'm thinking about Arizona, and I'm thinking about how you just got inducted in the Ring of Honor. How awesome was that? And I got to know, if you get inducted in one place, do all the other places have to induct you too? I don't think it works like that, unfortunately. That would be really cool. Cause Wouldn't it? That, uh, that minute. Oh man, that Minnesota Viking Stadium! If you could go into that Ring of Honor, I mean that that place is amazing. That was one of my favorite places I, I got the chance to play. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it was it was such an amazing weekend. My whole family was there. I had a bunch of friends that have been supporting me from college all the way throughout my career. Um, and and to be back on the field, you know, against the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, my college coach, was on the other sideline, and just a bunch of. Got, got to see all the fellas, all the guys are still, you know, A.Q. Shipley and Larry Fitz and, and all the guys that Chandler Jones and all the guys that, that are still there when I was playing. And uh, just a really, really special, special weekend and a great homecoming for my family to be a part of. Did you did it feel weird getting to wear pet like not wear pads out there? It was odd, man. It was odd. I'm not going to lie. I had on like, you know, some nice penny loafers and a suit. <laughs> And to walk out there on, on, you know, on the grass and be around all these guys in the pads again, uh, it was definitely a weird feeling. I felt, I, I will say, I felt very executive. You know, I felt kind of like Steve Kine. He's always looking sharp down there and all the GMs down there in their suits and ties. And uh, I kind of felt like one of those guys, so it was pretty cool. Carson, I, I watched your a Football Life documentary in the NFL Network, and those are always incredible. If uh, people haven't seen it, it's super, super good. goes through all the things that you battled throughout your career. And I wonder about what you think sort of your legacy is. Because every time we ask players, hey, what do you think of this accomplishment? They always say, I'll reflect on that while, when I'm retired. Well, guess what, Carson? You're retired, so you've got to do it. Sure. Um, wh- what do you think about it when, when you look back of how everything turned out? You know, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, you know, I, I got to live a, a childhood dream. You know, I, I I was that kid in my backyard at night playing catch with myself and doing the five, four, three, two, one, you know, throwing up a Hail Mary to myself and run and dive and catch. You know, I, I dreamt of, of those times um, and dreamt of playing in college. Just, I, I just want to play in high school first, and then you get to high school. I just want to play in college. And then, so, I, you know, I, I was very fortunate to, to have a, a really uh, positive perspective throughout my career because I was always playing a game that I, that I loved. I loved everything about it. Um, so, you know, I, when, when I think back about all the opportunities and, and the play, the stadiums I got to play in and the, the, the fans that I got to play in front of, um, I, I think the thing that sticks out most are just the people and the faces, the Alex Boones, um, <laughs> you know, the, the equipment managers and, and Cincy, Jeff Brickner and, and Schwim in Arizona and Danny Moe and, and Oakland and, um, you know, the, just the coaches, the, the people that work upstairs in the, in the, in the um, you know, for the organizations and ticket sales, just the people you dealt with on a daily basis. Obviously the teammates and, and the guys that, that you practice with and sit in meetings. And so I, when I think back of, you know, for playing for 15 years, it was amazing. I just remember all the great, great teammates I played with and, and uh, the friendships I built with different guys at, at different stops I had. 
Carson, I got to know, since you brought it up before we let you go, are we going to see you more likely wearing a headset on the sideline or wearing a suit? Neither, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know, man. I could see uh, you, know, you being a GM. That would be incredible. It, it would be a great challenge, no doubt. Uh, but, I, yeah, as you know, and, and you, you having young kids, too, with four young kids, I'm not trying to miss any. I, I missed a bunch of basketball games and football practices and baseball practices when I was playing. And right now I'm, I'm, uh, I'm working enough. A handful. I got my my hands on a handful of different uh, projects that I'm that I'm doing that I'm really excited about. One is a, a CBD company, a, a sports cream company that's really helped me called Level Select. Uh, it's a product you can buy online at selectmylevel.com. It's a really cool company. It's something that saved my elbow, and I got a bunch of knee issues and and you know things I'm dealing with in my knees. Uh, so I've got my hands in a couple different things and and really focused on. Uh, the opportunities I'm getting to finally spend with my kids and, and be around some of these these milestones that they're hitting. Dude, I can't blame you. That's awesome. Thanks so much for your time today, Carson. I wish you nothing but the best in the future, and hopefully I get to see you soon. Same to you, Alex. I appreciate it, man. Good to catch up. You guys have a great day. You too, Carson. Thank you. Take care. All right, thanks, Carson. That was um, Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback and the first guy to ever answer Alex Boone's text message asking to come on. Yes. <laughs> See? I'm not a total cancer. That, that's right. That's right. Uh, that's great. Well, um, you know what? I think that is uh, going to go among the best in terms of players that I've ever interviewed, just in terms of celebrity status. I did interview Wayne Gretzky once, so he's not above Wayne Gretzky. No. Carson Palmer's no. pretty high on the list, though. Pretty high. I mean, talk about a guy with great character, great for the rooms, great. I mean, just a guy you love to be around. He was always in charge of when we would go on the road, like where we were going to dinner. And it would be like a select guys, and it'd be like, hey, listen, we're going to meet at this place at this time, and don't tell anybody. But like, all right, cool. Dude, I got the best story for when we come back about what happened when we went to San Francisco. Dude, I totally messed up, but it's a long story, and I can't get into it right now. It's It's... He was pissed though. Okay, let's let's tell, let's pissed. tell that story. I got hot routes coming up at three, and also want to sort of circle back on the stuff that Carson Palmer said about Kirk Cousins as well. Let's uh, continue to talk a, a little bit about that and what maybe we think Carson Palmer's legacy is. Hall of Fame. Let's discuss when we get back here on Purple Daily. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to two hundred dollars off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold, cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked-out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. 